I I really did. It sounded like you hit it with a little gavel. Yeah. Oh, I wish I had a little keyboard gavel so that like when I made a very judgmental sentence in an email, I could like hit the uh-huh. the, the um period <laughs> button with it. Just, yeah, Kenil's just going through computers. That's like his eighth one this <laughs> month. Oh man. I I am going through computers, man. I say that. I'm Art. I'm not. I just need a new computer. Like I, I was talking to a friend, and they were saying that their dad, um, like, got a computer, but he needed a new one. But like, his barometer is like ten years. You ten know, years he is like one. a really it, long time. I feel. well, I mean, it depends. Oh like, no, it's incredibly long. Well, ten years, like, a, on a desktop, if you're like, you know, putting in new RAM every once in a while, or getting a new graphics card. Yeah. But like, ten years on a laptop, that's that's rough. That's the sad thing is they, I guess, what's stopping them from working that long? What, laptops? Yeah. Oh, um. I'm not doing that much, I'm not like mining Bitcoin or something. Like, Well, I mean, you're like a video editor. That's true, but like, I'm doing all the work. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing all the work. I I gotta click the buttons. I gotta decide what goes where. Well, I mean, like, if... It depends on your job, because like I think I could get a, te- I could definitely use a 2011 laptop, like a high end 2011 laptop to like, yeah, do you know spreadsheets and emails and watch Netflix on. I think like eight gigs of RAM, whatever Intel Core i7 yeah. from 2011 probably will just get me, you know, get me going. It'd be mm-hmm. fine, but like if I want to do. Some spicy on there. Want to play a little bit of a video game or something? Ooh, yeah. No, if you want to play a little bit of video, God, I would love to be a PC guy. You know, I think I talked about this a few months ago, but mm. it is so intimidating. You like look at all these, uh, like rainbow colored multi fan GeForce this, this and that, and there's like a chip shortage, and mm-hmm. like everything, you know, everything spiked in price. There's never been a more aggressive, impenetrable time to be a PC gamer. And also, yeah. you can't get a PlayStation 5 anywhere. Yeah. It's bad. These are Luckily, bad times. There's, there's only one PlayStation 5 game that I really want to play, and it's available on PlayStation 4. But, like... Is it the Miles Morales thing? Well, oh, there's two. Uh, Guilty Gear Strive comes out <laughs> in a couple of days. Oh, um, okay. But, uh, yeah, man, I... I can't believe they're like, it's just going to be hard to get a PlayStation 5 until maybe 2023. Um, sorry, everyone. Yeah, they. that's that's huge. Mm-hmm. That's a huge L. Yeah. You know. But I mean, you know. A remarkable L in the chat, folks. Yeah. Hit Smash that L button. <laughs> Hit the subscribe. <laughs> um, Speaking of L's. Mm. Uh-huh. That was pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm was, the Kuriko's basketball of transitioning to, <laughs> to the main that topic. Was, that was really good. Um, I'm surprised we've never gotten so quickly into the meat of the the issue before. It's been it's been three and a half minutes since we hit the record button. It's a, it's a, a little behind as the opposed curtain. to like eight. It's well, I mean twenty. <laughs> it's eight. It's eight when they hear it, but it's like forty five by the time we're done with it. Let's <laughs> listen. I was. The thing we're talking about today is a level of heinous 
so heinous, in fact, that I was so worried that like I was I I was just really enjoying our pleasant computer chat, and I was like, <laughs> if we if we don't force it along, if we don't eat our vegetables on this one, mm-hmm. it's it's not gonna happen. <laughs> I you know we'll just have like. We'll just have this kind of like not quite an after dark. We were just actually chatting for 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then we try to like, okay, I guess we should do the main thing. And and forget trying to do a double with an actual after dark. Mm-hmm. No, no. It's like 2 a.m. when you finish. I haven't eaten. I'm sweating in this very warm room I'm in. Mm-hmm. You know? It'd be a disaster for all of us. I'm just like, let's just get this. <laughs> all right. We're talking about Yasuke. Just, we're talking about Yasuke. <laughs> Oh man! So, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Yasuke is a Netflix original web anime um, mm-hmm. made, uh, written uh, in America, and animated by a Japanese studio, released mm-hmm. onto Netflix um, right. about the black samurai <laughs> Yasuke. I yes, don't think he the, was given a family name. Uh, yes, the uh, real life, real life man, mm-hmm. true, true, uh, true human being, Yasuke, was yes. uh, made <laughs> his, his his dang likeness and spirit was forever carved into this <laughs> into this media property. <laughs> um, brainchild of uh, of long time industry person uh LaShawn Thomas uh I've been following his career for like since high school for like over a decade mm-hmm. um he was uh I think the lead he was like one of the directors and like one of the like lead artists of and that, that means nothing in terms of animation but like he was like, like a, an art lead in like boondocks mm-hmm. um and uh he also finally got his show Cannon Busters, which we right. might talk about a little bit today, but or maybe do like a another one some other time. But another controversial title, um, and this is his second go at it with a you know fan favorite Flying Lotus on in the writers' room. Yeah, in the dang writers' room. I think maybe as a co-creator. Um, I'm not entirely sure, but also composing. Uh, in our good buddy Lakeith Stanfield, everyone's. Uh, Bay of the Week. Uh, <laughs> you might want to distance yourself. Uh, he's not time skips. Uh-oh. Goodbye. Wait, uh-oh. Uh-oh, what happened? I think he said something anti-Semitic a couple of weeks back or something. Oh, no, no, no. He he didn't say anything anti-Semitic. He was... Okay, one, Clubhouse is a toxic app. <laughs> That's It's a true. bad app. I don't, I don't like how this is the lead-in to it. Well, you but know, that's Clubhouse true. is a bad app, and he was moderating, he was made the moderator of some room that he did not create, and then other people within the room said anti-Semitic things, <laughs> and, he, and he, I guess he let it happen, mm. <laughs> or he was just like, he, he didn't apologize, he's like, look, I was just a moderator, and I did not have a good whole grasp on things, um, so... There we are. All right. Well, that that's that as we know it, and that's that, <laughs> and that's that. You know, Lakeith, come on the pod, explain yourself. Let us verbally spank you for an hour. I'd really rather not. 
okay, let us verbally <laughs> hug you for an hour. I mean, you know, it just seems like a, a lot of stress. It's hard enough to get both of us on the thing. Have him right? yeah, <laughs> come in. Yeah, him, he'd, be, he'd be saying, like, oh, you guys see those fractals? I'm like, look, he's, we're not in the same room as you. <laughs> When's the last time you had water? <laughs> my my like, Keith Stanfield impression kind of sounds like Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> Have you seen those fractals? I would, I would like to see the reboot where he plays. <laughs> oh, he would kill it! Yeah, he would. He would kill it. And and, and here's that time skip patented intro that we let go of in the beginning. <laughs> and here it comes. It boomerang back at us. Yeah. See, we want to talk about everything but this dang show. Mm. Um. Yeah. So it's a um, it's a fantasy version of the story of a um real life man named yasuke who was a slave and then became um a samurai under oda nobunaga uh mm-hmm. during the like warring states period of japan um but highly this- skilled highly trusted yeah he but- actually was like one of his like main dudes but now there's Magic and robots and were people. Were bears, Kingsley. Were bears. Well, honestly, there's not enough data to say that there aren't other kinds of were whatever. Who knows? Honestly. Yeah. Well, a were people would be an animal that could turn into a person. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, they they could exist in Yasuke. So little is explained. That's true. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> yes, the show crams what feels like easily a 22 episode season into uh six episodes um even the first three episodes which is kind of a season unto itself uh is mm-hmm. incredibly dense um, i mean dense, like when they, not in an interesting way <laughs> not in an interesting way uh, how how do you want to okay how do you want to break this down even well, uh should we just like I want to I want to do kind of spoilers, but it, it's almost like spoilers are so inconsequential. Yeah, I that it, yeah. it's it's like if so, you know, like when a little kid tells you a story and it's like, <laughs> and this happened, and this happened, and then there was this other guy, and this happened. It's it's kind of the vibe. Yeah, um, I I say, um, this is your official spoiler warning. We will talk about. Any, everything's on the table, however... It's all on the dang table, the but table. none of it matters. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't worry too much about it. Um, I think if you're interested by the end of this podcast, you should definitely still check it out. But I do think that the story... Like, I wouldn't worry about being spoiled on this story at all. I don't think... It, like, mm-hmm. it, There's no surprise in it that will be ruined by us talking right. about it. Totally. Um, so it, it it starts out, you know, kind of simple enough. It's in uh, it's in the past, Yasuke's past, and it shows him. Uh, well, actually, it starts out with him being like a boatsman, right? Mm-hmm. He's a, uh, you know, we have this kind of um, this fine trope. I don't mean to knock it. It's a trope of like, oh, he's kind of a washed up warrior, mm-hmm. and he's an alcoholic or a drunk. He's like he's like a somber kind of minds himself drunk boatsman living in a village. Uh, he like you know has like a little kid that he's like sort of 
friends with and uh, you know just minds his business. Is, always um, just drinking out of a Ichiro. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. yeah. Um, but then it flashes back. You see him like go from an enslaved man to uh, you know earning the favor of Oru Nobunaga by defending, like by like beating this guy up. <laughs> he like mm-hmm. defends uh like a a kid who's about to get like I think about to get killed mm-hmm. because he insulted a samurai. And Yasuke's like, <laughs> let me do my best, Lakeith. Yasuke, hold on. There is no honor in striking a child. That's that's actually very good. That's pretty decent, right? Yeah, <laughs> I might I might try to cut in the actual thing. That was like my best one. Um, we we'll have to talk about Lakeith <laughs> and the aesthetics and all of the things. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, he defends his child, gets Nobunaga's favor, and then after that, it's kind of like this back and forth um, between like him in the past, um, you know, getting more prestige in the army and like the subtle prejudice, not necessarily racism that he faces. He also um, faces some races. Well, it's like, I mean, it's, it's racism, but not like a systemic way. It's just like an anti otherness that is like uh, in Japanese culture. Well, it's like, a, I'm not like defending a, it's it, like a xenophobia. Like, it's not like, there's no redlining that's affecting him, but then, yeah, no, like, I just they do like, call him like they do say like no African will be able to do this, or like no black man will be able to do that. Yeah, I feel like that's a little bit of like, you know, uh, copy copy paste. Like if he was Portuguese, they'd be like, no damn Portuguese could be a samurai. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, it's. And I mean, I we're, we're splitting with, hairs, with but it's, black defini- create- it's Webster's yeah, no, defini- I, definition one and two of racism. I'm just like remarking, uh, I, uh, I, you know, there's like an element of the creation of race and racism mm-hmm. uh, and like how different cultures, at least back then, would have perceived it. Because I think it's really interesting that like maybe Nobunaga, as a sh- the show paints Nobunaga as kind of like an, an eccentric, I guess, progressive kind of like a little bit of a wild man. He's just kind of like it. He's if today he would be like a tech bro or something. He's just like <laughs> got all these wild ideas about who can be a damn samurai. Mm-hmm. He's letting he's letting black giants and women be samurai. Mm-hmm. You know what's next? You know that that kind of vibe. What's but I do next, think there was a Mongolian robot man, <laughs> a werebear from Russia. Anyway, it's going back and forth, and, you know, there's some, like, uh, like, it's all really kind of interesting stuff that if they, like, maybe did things chronologically, could have been, like, more juicy. Like, there's he's got kind of a love interest that ends up betraying him, which, you know, could have been, like, mm-hmm. a an interesting thing, but he's just, like, very stoic and, like, there's probably a combined 17 minutes of past footage. Yeah. <laughs> um, if, if even 17 minutes. Yeah, I I probably over I overshot by like probably 10 minutes even, you yeah. know, like it might just be like yeah. I mean um, even even 7 seems kind of <laughs> Yeah, you know what? You you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. It's probably maybe three and a half yeah. or four minutes in total yeah. of, of like 
I like the past stuff. It was more interesting to me than the present stuff because, like, yeah, like it, okay, in the present he's just somber. Yeah, and I also think I mean this is more um, this is more an overarching thing, but like mm-hmm. when when I first heard they were going to make a show about this, I thought it was going to be like a more down to earth historical fiction thing. And like if yeah. if the story had just been Which is an interesting enough story. Right. There's so much meat on these bones, but they took it in this weird, like, demon sci-fi thing, which is also fine, but there's I feel like it's there's no need to combine them in that way. Yeah. Like if they had done a story about a man going from slave to samurai and also the B plot of it was like he falls in love with this woman and she betrays him and they have to come into conflict. That's like two really good, interesting stories right there. That could have been the whole thing. It's incredible. Yeah. Cause like, like, it's almost like, um, it's almost like berserk. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, we got to talk about that. I mean, we have to talk about, um, Oh yeah. Good. I'm like 150 some chapters in now. We're going to have to do a long way about that because yeah. I have a lot of feelings. Uh, but, like, you know, Berserk has, you know, its demon elements. But a good portion of it, what most people know of Berserk, is of the Golden Age arc, mm-hmm. uh, which is just straight up, like, military tactics, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and just, like, um, battles and court intrigue. And, like, that would have been so juicy. Yeah. Just, like, you know like the slow grind and rise up i mean i mean rise obviously grind, like we maybe. all are yeah the original rise and grind guy we're all like media savvy enough to like kind of like mad libs any of these stories ourselves but like you know the like like kingsley said just like uh an, an enslaved man from like what like cameroon or something i forgot where he's i don't remember where he's from, where he's from. But, but you know go like becoming a trusted you know, person being with Nobunaga and developing this like intense friendship and relationship, like and kind of like embracing, like you know, Japanese ness and, and Japanese ideals like of honor and like your your lord and your you know being your retainer and like you know keeping you know like like embracing this new culture you know the classic fish out of water like it's almost like Avatar. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna spend the whole thing talking about better properties. Uh, you know, he starts out as a soldier and then ends up embracing their culture and then like helps them and blah blah blah. Uh, would have been incredible and juicy. And I think part of it is that they, some of it is like kind of the, the dangers of marketing, like how mm-hmm. you you want to like keep something subtle and secret and, um, you know, they probably didn't want to spoil anything and they probably thought everyone's gonna get a real kick out of this. Because they basically said, like, they didn't, like, really elaborate on any of the plot mm-hmm. for, like, you know, the years it was announced. It was just, like, uh, LaShawn Thomas, Flying Lotus, Lakeith, and everyone, you know, it's just hype. It's great. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, when, when you know, you, you kind of build up this story in your head and uh, it becomes this other thing, that's kind of a, I don't know. It, it's not even just that. Um, it it didn't meet the expectations of like what, um, 
a good story would be or like what I thought uh-huh. that they should do. It's like also I feel like they kind of half it's it's both like they half asked two stories and pushed them together in not enough time. And then mm-hmm. also it's like uh like watching this I felt like I was watching like, you know, um an adaptation of like uh like 300 chapter comic book that they were like yes. well we have two yeah. 45 minute specials we gotta do and we're gonna cover the whole yeah. thing like some weird like 80s like like you know the 90s jojo OVA, yeah. ovas where it was like this is it and it's just like three random parts of it mushed together you're like uh-huh. oh yeah like i feel like there's like watching this i'm like there's more material somewhere but they were like like maybe they wrote this huge epic like 50 yeah. episode thing and then netflix was like listen we're get we, we told you at the jump six episodes like that's we i'm sorry this is nice but we can't expand it Please right yeah it i really feel six. like yes i was talking to a friend of pod b dave mm-hmm. and um this is this is I said it kind of feels like they put 30 years worth of ideas into one thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I totally agree. I think this is, I feel like this is a lot of Netflix meddling because they just, they, they just have too many properties, to be honest. And I, I truly do not know how they have enough money incoming to fund like all these shows. Because mm-hmm. um, like, uh, there's this other show that I rail against a lot. Uh, it's a Mark Miller property called Jupiter's Legacy, which we, yeah. I think we've talked about briefly. We talked about it in the last episode that went out. Okay, well, it's been like nine years since <laughs> so I'm sorry. Uh, the first season, looking like a dang CW show, looking terrible, mm-hmm. looking super horrible. The worst thing I've ever seen. Aggressively bad. Makes me so mad. Uh, cost $200 million. First yeah. season, 200 not even I was reading something they said Game of Thrones not even a single season of Game of Thrones has never even cost 200 million dollars that's wild to me yeah I need to check that fact but I could see that being the case because who needs 200 million dollars to make a show that's also a great question <laughs> that's Avenger in-game level money and that show was that and half of that is just paying 50 million dollars to like Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, Which, you know, and like that's like just like settling contracts, and like, <laughs> and, and then most of the show is, um, or most of the adventures is like CGI, mm-hmm. and like, I don't know. So I can understand why that would take two hundred million dollars. But anyway, I say, I say, you know, they're giving them two hundred million dollars. Meanwhile, poor Yasuke is over here <laughs> get the dang crumbs, <laughs> get the dang refuse. <laughs> And having to, yeah, like you said, just like make an OVA of your entire season. Yeah. So the main bulk of the plot comes in like there's a magical child that Yasuke is basically conscripted to (laughs) to initially uh, get up the river to a healer because she's like ill and no one knows why. And, you know, it's not it's not yet. Yes. It's not yet explained that she is magical or is like 
having she's she's experiencing the difficulty of caring one for all yeah <laughs> her her little her little you know body can't handle the power of one for all mm-hmm. so she is suffering <laughs> but quickly she within like an episode she's just like a master of this like phoenix force level power yeah where the, she, it's like initially kind of like psychic blast but then became you know she can manipulate matter on the molecular level it's it's wild in this story this girl goes from like (laughs) like nine yeah this like little nine-year-old girl goes from sickly child who can't even like get her own glasses of water from the other side of the room to the most powerful psychic being in all of japan in the span Uh of like one week with there's there's no training no training they they take her to a place where she would be trained and then like Uh they're like actually you know what fuck it we gotta go fight the daimyo right now like it's fine we don't (laughs) there's no time to even think about it you're already struggling (laughs) let's just go yeah he he, yasuke introduces her to a friend of his that is also psychic Mm -hmm. um or whatever this power is and he's like, good. And then he like, you know, psychically throws some stuff at her. And one of the things is a sword, which he just completely disintegrates. Mm-hmm. And he's like, perfect. You know, <laughs> and, and like, well, there's this funny reveal in either episode three or four where Yasuke's like fighting um, some kind of samurai villain person who's got magic powers. And he, he like, He's like sort of winning until like the person like pulls out a dagger and almost kills him and then and then Saki like stops it. He's like, Well, Saki, you've saved my life two times now. And she's like, In case you haven't realized, I don't need saving. I just brought, I brought you along so I wouldn't get lonely. <laughs> Which I mean, like to be fair, it's funny. It's true. Like she's never been in danger at any point in the whole story. <laughs> but that undercuts the entire show. Yes, it does. Like when I saw like complaints on Twitter about this show, and I was like, why are mm-hmm. people so upset? Like, you know, I'm like, it's fine. Like, I'm like the classic, like, get this magical child or this MacGuffin from point A to point B is like a regular trope. Like, uh, here's another one, Mandalorian. He's gotta mm-hmm. get baby Yoda from point A to point B. Baby Yoda specials in some capacity or whatever. I don't know. Whatever. I'm like, that's a normal thing. It shows that your hero is honorable. There's inbuilt stakes to it. You know, yeah, like you're bouncing around. Last, it's like the last of us is that. And everybody oh, yeah, yeah. that. It's a dang hot potato. Like, oh no, the MacGuffin's over here. The MacGuffin's it's just like a classic thing. I was like, mm-hmm. guys, you, people don't know how how stories work. <laughs> but but I won't call it quite egg on my face, but there's something on my face. Mm. Uh, you know, maybe it's a rotten fruit. And it's just like usually the, the you know, the protagonist is, str- is typically stronger than the MacGuffin. <laughs> it doesn't need the MacGuffin to save them all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, so when you have a silent brooding guy who is actually... I don't know. Kind of feels like he loses most of his fights. Well, that's also that's also weird. Is that it's like um it's like Worf in Star Trek or something where it's like you can tell that like within the fiction like uh-huh. he's a really strong guy, but totally. like he's also the barometer for like if some it's 
it's like he's both Goku and Vegeta at the same time. Mm. He's he's also the barometer for like if he gets messed up, then you know the guy's strong. But like exactly, he's the main guy. So it's like <laughs> he's the main guy, and the other person is almost omnipotent. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a big gulf. It's it's like it's oh well he yeah he it's like the show has two Gokus. She's mm-hmm. the Saki's Goku in the sense that she can like beat anyone, um, mm-hmm. you know, and like he's almost like the Piccolo of his own show. Yeah, where it's like okay, I'm gonna take the first round of this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do okay, but ultimately I will get beaten, mm-hmm. and then she's got to come in and clean up the mess. Yeah, which you is, know, yeah. ridiculous. It's just buck wild, and then okay, so we got. We've got this psychic girl. And then there's just like so many things also that don't have any room to breathe. And again, like we were saying before, if this was a regular, if this was a a story set in like, even if it was like, oh, this is samurai stuff. And also like maybe somebody has like an energy slash attack or something. Totally fine. Then it's totally fine. Understandable. But there's like too much that goes unexplained. And like, they're like, oh yeah, there's like a bunch of psychic soldiers. And also Mongolia has robots. And you're like, hey, can we talk about the Mongolian robots? And they're like, no, we're not (laughs) going to show the Mongolian robot wars. Mongolia. We're not even going to. Yeah. We're not even going to talk about those guys anymore. There's like a brief like 30 second thing about, yeah, kind of like the Mongolian robot wars mm-hmm. and then Japan took the technology, right? The, or, like I think Nobunaga was like, man, I wish I had some of those. And then that was, like, yeah, that was that. I guess that's um, basically it. Yeah. And these things were like a Russian sentient. Lady. Yeah. A, so black there's, a, there's a, there's like a crew of. Of like weird, uh, you know, a motley crew of assassins that like, you know, all have their like, uh, there's a, there's a there's a thing in writing where like if you're like, if if you make people like too quippy or like too familiar with each other, and we have not gotten familiar with them, then it becomes insufferable and annoying. Mm-hmm. But it's like mm-hmm. if we know this crew, if it's gonna be like, if, if like, it should have been this, God. It should have been this thing where this crew's trying really hard and, like, you know, is, like, looking for Yasuke and Saki and, like, maybe beefing up with another crew. And then, like, we're getting to know all these assassins, too. Because they they kind of try to make you... They try to kind of, like, endear you to them because they have their own, like, dynamic. Like like King said, there's, like, like an African shaman guy who can, like, kind of summon stands. Mm -hmm. There's a lady with a big scythe. uh, The Russian werebear... And the really horribly voice acted, quippy, horribly written talking robot mm-hmm. uh, that is like this horrible new. I mean, I'm sorry, I probably should get a new adjective besides horrible, but it's just horrible. Uh, this that really bad. God, I went to college. <laughs> horrible, <laughs> really bad. Uh, uh, cell shaded CGI nonsense mm-hmm. that's going on right now in animation. And he looks so, it looks like Beautiful Joe or something. Dude, it looks so bad. Beautiful Joe rules. That game. Beautiful slaps. Joe looks good, but I don't, don't even. I don't want to see a TV show that looks like. Honestly, it looks. Beautiful Joe looks better than uh, than these dang CGI. It's like the PS2 graphic robots. 16 Berserk 
TV show. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, you know, the, the, your, your mention of the quip just reminded me or just made me uh, think of something. This is like watching this was like watching Avengers Endgame in a universe where like there was no Marvel comics and this was the wow. first one that came out. You're yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Oh, there's like a bunch of guys and they're all like doing <laughs> stuff. And, um, you know, like, yeah, they know each other and they're having like a sad death scene for this guy. I don't even know this guy's name. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, that's that's a, that's that's really good. That's a really funny way to put it. Um, so so they're these you know assassins are uh, trying to hunt down Saki for the first villain of the show, Father uh, Abraham. Who I thought was gonna be the <laughs> yes, a Catholic priest who is also a tentacle monster. Yeah, this isn't really explained in any meaningful way, but he is also <laughs> a tentacle monster. He's a tentacle monster with lightning powers. Yeah. Um, who's a sadist, you know, Catholic priest sadist vibes, which was handled better in Berserk. Mm. Um, Most things you know, were. Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everything was. Um, and his whole goal, what is just, his whole goal is relatively minor initially. He's just like, I want to train you. He just wants yeah. to bring Saki back so he can train her. I guess presumably to conquer the world or to conquer Europe or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's something about him being specifically a, a, an evil Catholic priest that kind of took me out of it a little bit. I don't know. Because you don't think Catholic priests are capable of evil? I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know what to say to that. No, it just kind of felt felt like... It's like, okay, they're already like, first you're like, it's going to be the like a grounded real world thing, yada, yada, yada. Then it's like, oh, no, this is high fantasy, extremely high fantasy. And then it's like, he's, you know, Catholic priest, blah, blah, blah. And that kind of took me out of the fantasy element a little bit. I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. It just feels like if I was a, a man who could, just a man who could, who could turn into a tentacle monster and do lightning powers, I don't think I would be praying every day and reading the Bible. I, I don't know yeah. what I would be doing, but I don't think I would have a job even. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it is weird that he's like, I'll also do all the Catholicism stuff. Like, I feel like he could definitely just, if you have lightning powers in like the 1500s, I feel yeah. like you could at least have an island that you're like the emperor of or something. Totally, you know totally. I, mean? I you just feel you be a priest. You have to say you basically mass. have to become a warlord. Yeah. <laughs> like you they don't even have it. they only they have what like bolt action rifles. You're a tentacle monster who shoots lightning. Don't even worry about yeah. it. Yeah. You, you take got over slashed up and still live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just there. Yeah. It's there. You know, there's like probably maybe six guys stronger than you anywhere. And he hired them to to kill a <laughs> black guy. Yeah, he, he hired them. And there's also uh, a little girl. And there's also Skeletor or something. <laughs> Again, Skeletor is a much better character than the Daimyo in this. Who I don't I don't think she had a name. Uh, no, there was, or a goal maybe. She, I you don't know? think she really. The only goal she seemed to have was to kill Saki because Saki was strong. Um, yeah, 
And it didn't even seem like... Like, I didn't even realize that the Daimyo was, like, a an enemy until they killed the first bad guy. Because there was no, like... There's nothing in the world that they had built that indicated right. that there was right. any like evil that's overlord it. That's or anything. That's exactly it. It was like there's no there, people aren't oppressed. Mm-mm. They're literally living in just regular old. That, that's the like, thing. Like yeah. no one in, in in regular life interacts with any kind of magical like in like it's in, like there's no like there's not even like robots doing manual labor or, like. None of the magic systems are integrated into real life. So when they all show up, it's like, it's like pretty remarkable to you. But then everyone at the same time acts like it's pretty like blase. Like there's, yeah, there's no like oppressive structure or Mm -hmm. integration of like the world rules. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, it's profound how, um, how little the, uh, the people care about all the fantastical elements but yeah. also, like you said, they're not integrated. So it's just like, oh, like a robot and like like six foreigners who um, all have magical powers and abilities all showed up into town. And everybody's yeah. like, oh, hey, what are you guys doing in town? And then like the robot yeah. like shoots a, a heat seeking missile and everybody's like, man, those guys sure are rowdy. Like, what are you What's going on? <laughs> right. And the funny thing is, they have a harder time with Yasuke being black than they do. <laughs> than they do. <laughs> they do all the magical people and robots and, like, their whole lives getting up upended. Like, I mean, you know, to be fair, most people in the village are fine with him. Mm-hmm. But, like, it just, like, feels like in a world that you've established where there are talking robots. Not just robots. Talking robots. <laughs> yeah. And like magical demon people and all this and like Skeletor living in some kind of evil nexus, Mm -hmm. you know, you wouldn't make that big of a deal. Yeah. Like at least have the Skeletor (laughs) minions like whipping some guys in the background or like have the sky be purple or something. I don't know. Like. Right, right. I just don't think you would make that big a deal about a guy being black. (laughs) I just, you know. Even even like one of the demon soldiers called Yasuke a black giant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like, and I'm like, a I'm like, demon, dude. Like, I'm like, also like one, you were the same height as him, mm-hmm. and two, yeah, you were literally a demon making like, like not. Pot, it's not even a pot ca- calling the kettle black because that's racist. Mm-hmm. It's just like you are a monster, man. Yeah, calling this other is a human being like he's the freak. Well, you know, Yasuke does have a lot of high twitch muscle fibers, so that could be pretty oh, scary. He's got that extra bone in his foot. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh boy. Uh, yeah, and Yasuke's over here like like six two, and everyone's just like, "What a freak!" Yeah. Meanwhile, there's like just like. A nine foot tall Russian lady comes into your bar and turns into a bear, and you're like, "Oh man, I'm never gonna be able to clean up this mess." <laughs> or like yeah. when, at the end, when um when uh, well, I said no spoiler alerts. When when they've killed the daimyo, um yeah, in an in a battle that had seemingly no consequence. There's no there's nobody <laughs> to take power in the political vacuum 
or right, right, like right. Nothing is established. Like this, the you evil killed woman the daimyo. It's like cool. And she wasn't doing anything anyway. <laughs> yeah, she's like a, a figurehead, but also <laughs> an oppressive evil form. <laughs> um, so she's dead, and then they all come back to the village, and they're like, "Wow, Saki, you know." We're, we got a we got a place for you to stay here. Uh, just don't like mm-hmm. don't destroy my fruits, Dan. And it's like, hey, uh, she's gone, and you guys are all just like, hey, <laughs> you know, let's all hang out. Drinks on me. <laughs> they kept doing this thing about Saki's necklace. Mm-hmm. Did that ever get a payoff? Uh, Saki's necklace. I think it just reminded him of his old lover, and that was like the oh, whole thing. God. Yeah. Okay. It didn't so, have like. Okay. I, I don't recall it having any like. A, There's a tie it, into her abilities or anything. Okay, because they kind of hint at this like mystery box element of like, you know, uh, Yasuke's, you know, you know, sort of, you know, the love interest had this like crest on her thing and then Saki's mom had it and like they keep seeing this sign that doesn't pay off to anything there's so many yeah I think they were just related things like that they just well they kept making it seem like they were gonna do some kind of like oh this is the grand reveal of your powers how you got them uh what they mean in the like the larger context or scale of the world you know I I None of it. No. There's not really like um there's not really a meaningful payoff of any element of the story. It just like again, it feels like if it, it feels like they either didn't write enough and they just wanted to show certain moments that they had the idea of mm-hmm. or that they wrote way too much. And rather than like just focus on a narrow subsection of it, tried to fit in everything and didn't have yeah. nearly enough time to flesh out anything as a result. Um, my hunch, um, my hunch is that they had kind of an interesting world because mm-hmm. like I don't think I think I think both LaShawn and Thomas are you know incredibly talented, but I think they maybe had kind of an interesting world and they're like, okay, this is the budget, and they're like, where can we cut costs? Where can we do this? Um, you know. But also, I I feel like they kind of came up against this rock and a hard place where they wanted to make you know this more high fantasy thing, mm-hmm. but they I feel like maybe they were nervous or scared that if they got rid of like because they could have just done a six episode thing about regular Yasuke that would have been interesting mm-hmm. but I feel like one they probably didn't have that all I think the past was always gonna be this like flashback thing I mm-hmm. think I think doing a very intricate military period drama mm-hmm. would I feel like they didn't have that written yeah I think that's um, fair. I feel like because you know it could have it kind of functions as a monster of the week thing almost I feel like they probably had like three or four more monsters or they were like well we really like this one this one monster we like this one situation so let's just throw that into the episode and rather than taking 22 minutes they'll dispatch this creature or this obstacle in like three minutes so they, mm-hmm. they so 
So they just decided to like keep all the stuff. Yeah. Because <laughs> they couldn't like get rid of it. I think they didn't kill enough darlings. Yeah. Um, and maybe they were also afraid people would get bored if they did kill too many darlings. So they're like, we have to go, we have to go maximalist rather than um, you know, minimalist. Because it's almost like, like I said, if, if we're you know, if we take my theory of like they did not have a, a military drama written out, which I don't think they did, because mm-hmm. that's a whole different can of worms, and and doesn't seem to be what those two would be interested in. So it's like if they don't have that. And they have less monsters. Then it's like, does the show become extremely hollow? Perhaps, yeah. Like, I don't know what else they could have done in six episodes besides the military drama thing. I mean, like, I don't think that's what they wrote. Yeah. It's just... Like, do you include the flashbacks? Do you, like... I I think at that point it becomes... I think the issue with this if if it's if it's within the framework that we're talking about i think the Uh issue then becomes that the fact that yasuke was a real person becomes the biggest source of the conflict Mm. because you do have to like you you do honor that homework of like yeah this real person existed and he had a past and like that past was interesting and that's why there's even why any of this exists yeah but if you don't really want to write about him and you only or like his actual life and you only have six episodes and you want to tell this fantasy story then you either have to like cut it completely and then in which case you know you just have a black samurai named yasuke and then Mm -hmm. what what is even the point you could have just named it something else um right right and then made him like a like a fantasy guy or, yeah, you have to do this kind of a thing. Because it almost feels like what came first, it's like the chicken or the Yasuke. Mm. Uh, like, did they have you a, know, it's like like, a fantasy, um, like a medieval Japan story? Like a fantasy kind of like MacGuffin, like transport the MacGuffin story. Mm-hmm. And there's like set in, probably set in medieval Japan with like all these monsters and stuff. Uh, or like a tale about yasuke mm-hmm. generically a tale about this like black samurai because like you know i get it you're two black men black nerds i would want to make a black samurai story or like you know i you know like yeah. i want to do that but then it's like hmm well because like that's an it's a really easy selling point mm-hmm. when uh he's like a real guy and you're like yeah this is like the untold tale and that's easy to market and pitch mm-hmm. as opposed to your just essentially free idea or like yeah. you know freeze the wrong word but like just j- j- regular idea about like like you say yeah like, like a, just fantasy a black samurai, samurai. Or, yeah but he's black yeah yeah i mean yeah it becomes like how i mean you know how many people have had an idea that's like Afro Samurai? And then how many people got to make Afro Samurai? It's just one. Yeah. So exactly. You know, it becomes very Yeah, and I, I, I think you unfortunately draw those comparisons too. I mean, mm-hmm. which is you know, which is a whole other conversation about like it's like two two things that are like 
tangentially similar. Yeah, this there's almost nothing in common black artist or except. But then it's like, well, we already have a black samurai thing, right? It's like, bro, bro, how many regular samurai things, or how (laughs) many just like, how many, how many medieval warrior fantasy tales do we have? Right. Yeah. It's like there could be honestly, there could be. There's not. Why does it have to exist in the world that there can only be one or like? Why aren't there twenty black samurai things? I don't know. It's like, and that, and that's, I think that's my, um, the most regrettable thing about this, um, experience, the experience of watching Yasuke was to me Uh is that, um, because there have not been these opportunities, like, obviously I want all animations and all, all creative endeavors to succeed. It just in general. But I especially uh-huh. want um, black-led, black-created ones to succeed. Of course. And I want them to be great. And I mean, like, this is like, the whole time I was watching this, I was like, man, I'm so glad <laughs> they got to make this. Like, this right. seems like a really cool oh, experience for them to be able to make mm-hmm. this. But also, I know that if it wasn't, like, I know that if this wasn't, a show created by black people about a black samurai, I would have probably stopped watching it three fourths of the way into episode one. I would have been like, all right, well, this is fine. Like I would have gone on my phone and then the episode would have ended. And then I would have gotten up and done something else. Like we're not going to lie to you folks. This one (laughs) took us each several, I mean, several tries. I mean, you know, it's it's like it, it, we'll 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 jump back because that is like a the, kind of a larger macro perspective. But like, this does occupy that weird space of like, not so bad it's good, or like not just like good, but like you, you know, f- uh, you know, like a fine good. Like, oh, I enjoyed that. I'd recommend it to a friend. It's, mm-hmm. it's like in this kind of weird nebulous, like, you know, maybe if it. Like if like if it's a like, ten is a masterpiece and a one is uh-huh. like so bad that I can't put my um take my eyes off of it, this is uh-huh. like a three and a half where I'm like I can't I like I don't have anyone I'd recommend it to, but it's not uh-huh. like tear like it doesn't fail in it's any approaching way bad yeah it's it's approaching, approaching bad. bad in kind of a fun way where you're like it's like a it's like, you know, where, where certain choices are made that, like, you know, elicit kind of a fun emotional reaction out of you. Like, yeah, it should be more fun that there's, like, a lightning priest or mm-hmm. a werebear or, you know, a magical girl who is stronger than the protagonist. Or, you know, all these elements should be kind of more fun in mm-hmm. either way, uh, like, in either the good canon or the good uh, direction mm-hmm. or, uh, this, you know, the really terrible tacky way. But, like... Yeah. I think it's because maybe it didn't have enough, like, it was either, if it was a serious period piece, I think that would have been super interesting. Or, like, all of the all of the decisions that I didn't like in this context, I think, could mm-hmm. have been saved if the show was more whimsical in tone. Like, I think, yeah. I think that you can have a show where, like, 
the magic girl becomes super strong out of nowhere and there's robots mm-hmm. and demons and none of it is explained if it's just like a fun like campy romp but because yeah. it's like oh this is about honor it's, and like it's very austere and very solemn yeah. it's just like it's somber, like a little yeah. bit about like trauma even mm-hmm. it's like he's you know he had a like you know oh, oh like they lost some battle and he had to like you know cut off kill his, nobunaga yeah he had to cut off his boy's <laughs> you know, head so he like feels all this like you know trauma and they even talk about like how he like tried to get up with nobunaga's son and like i don't know whatever so he's like you know like feels like a disgraced like guy without a purpose um mm-hmm. but yeah it's, yeah so it does feel very heavy uh <laughs> to import <laughs> to i I guess I mean it's all Lakeith Stanfield's like deliver. I mean, there's so much to talk about. Mm-hmm. We didn't even we didn't even talk about like. Unfortunately, I do. I mean, think Lakeith is miscast. I'm assuming Yasuke is supposed to be like late 40s mm-hmm. or like maybe even 50s because like everyone keeps calling him old man, even yeah. though he technically doesn't look older than like 30 something. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. He's like very muscular. He just has long dreads, but everyone calls him old man, and he kind of. He gets tired when he fights, so it's it's almost like he's supposed to be this like Keith David esque mm. character. So I even think putting in like a more grandiose voice like that, or even like Phil Lamar. I mean, I know he gets all the jobs, but like, mm-hmm. or maybe even the guy who does Cyborg, like any kind of guy who's a little bit <laughs> <The> older. Two- <laughs> <laughs> well, that guy is like in his like, booyah. Um. I think maybe I mean him when he's like doing a more like low key thing. Yeah, when he's playing think, like Cyborg's dad in Young Justice or Black Manta. You yeah. know, yeah. I think I think maybe even doing that would like just tonally correct the show and like make it feel, you know, even like a little bit more uh, Congress with itself. You know. Mm. Um, like I think even that would make it like if he was like explicitly older, maybe even mm-hmm. like that would also help like the tone. Um, or 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 like yeah, it could be more whimsical as you were saying, or just like even more like of a high key, just like Sakuga style action thing. Like there was like one scene where like Yasuke like does like a crouching tiger, a hidden dragon, like. 20 foot jump onto like a roof you know it's like yeah. okay so he also has like a little bit of like this kind of fantasy power but like they don't no, that's the extra bone in his foot <laughs> shut up <laughs> he's got yeah he does a jump man and everyone i don't i don't want to get into it uh so i yeah I, I think like all his fight scenes or most of his fight scenes are just like him being very like it's like they're, they're shot like regular fights Mm-hmm. So I think like maybe even if the action was like more, more yeah, like more Naruto y, like more just mm-hmm. like more anime y. Yeah. Like because like it's like it's like if you had the Naruto aesthetics, uh like a talking frogs and all this stuff, but like everyone was mainly just using kunai and shuriken. Yeah. Or something. Like it's just like you can't have all the wild aesthetics, but like very 
still somehow having a kind of a grounded fight within like a world of talking Mongolian robots and werebears. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a few tweaks and this could have just been like a, like a high key, like just like a, like a more actiony action packed show. Like, yeah, just use action logic. Yeah. Like it's not like, I think if the show had been more exciting, then uh-huh. like it wouldn't, I think a show that takes this many leaps in like um, logic or like asks you to go so far in your suspension of disbelief, you cannot have mm-hmm. the downtime for me to sit and think like, hey, this doesn't make any sense. You have to be like, boom, 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 like make you have to take me so far out of it that I'm like so wrapped up in your world. Like you have to have yeah. that kind of charisma and the show doesn't have that charisma. I think it's got like it's like if Rurouni Kenshin lived in the world of Afro Samurai. Yeah, and he's just like it's just like he thinking about he's this his mild past. guy. Yeah, yeah, contemplating endlessly, mm-hmm. like ashamed of his past and whatever. And but then, oh no, there's a teddy bear head man. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, it's just like honestly, Afro Samurai kind of achieved this tone because Afro Samurai is very contemplative mm-hmm. with with all, but also has these like really high fantasy elements. So I mean, it's doable, but and it's also not even that long. Um, mm-hmm. it's just like when you veer too much in one direction or you put too much of one seasoning in the meal, it kind of gets ruined. Yeah. Um, but, but jumping back to one thing you said, that's really interesting. It's the kind of like, you know, the kind of place we're at with like black art where you kind of have like, you know, it's like this endless thing about like, okay, well, if this one fails, then like, then other people might not get a chance or like, um, the kind of burden of like being all things to all people, Mm -hmm. like, and also just kind of like the pitfalls and traps of just like certain representational politics of like, well, I didn't see myself in this and this kind of like thing where everyone's doing these days. It's like, well, you're you're looking too closely. Yeah. But that's a whole can of worms. But like, you know, having to deal with like satisfying yourself as a creator, giving the suits what they want and like kind of the merciless critiques of people um, while also feeling like you can't critique a thing Mm-hmm. Because you're worried that they'll uh, never get a chance to never, you know, right. they'll fail. And like, I don't know, you're rooting for everyone black. Like, it's kind of like kind of moratorium on criticism for shows like the mandatory, like two week <laughs> to 30 day window before you can say anything bad about a new black property. Sometimes it feels like, mm-hmm. um, you know, we couldn't be like, yeah, I liked us, but like. I'm not sure how much of it really made sense, but I liked us. I liked us a lot, mm-hmm. but it was confusing. And like the world building was a little, was probably the weakest point or like, um, black Panther was good, but like, you know, had troubling politics. Yeah. Like stuff like that. You can't really critique a thing and you have to, I also pretend to love it, but you kind of just have to kind of keep your mouth you're, shut because you're like yeah, worried. You ignore it. That, yeah, that like the gatekeepers won't allow another thing like this or even black folks in general to make a thing. Cause like there is like a whole like, even even if like Afro Samurai is objectively very different than Yasuke, but you can just say black Samurai and they're like, well, we already got one of those. Mm-hmm. Now we have two of those. We can't have three of those. You know, it's just like that's so stupid. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like it's this 
kind of tough spot to be in. Yeah. Um, and and once it's, I think we're kind of like learning this and we're kind of like learning how to critique black art, but I also feel like a lot of those critiques are kind of, as I mentioned before, coming just in the form of like how it makes you feel seen mm-hmm. <laughs> rather than like judging it like by its merits or just like as an objective piece of art. It's like, well, this isn't my black experience. Right. And and I feel like that's kind of like a dead end road um, to critique art in. But, yeah, a hundred percent. So I don't know. I mean, the only solution to this issue is to um, have more black art. We have to have so much that it stops yeah. being the, like everyone a can get their whole. Yeah, they can get their, you know, everyone can get their fix. You know, watch it if you want. Yeah, all that just, being said, go- watch it so Netflix <laughs> makes them make more of it. Put it on and then yeah. turn your HDMI to input to and play PlayStation game in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, watch it and occasionally flip back over because I'll be like, are you still watching? Yeah. Like, yeah, go ahead. And then go turn on Neo Yokio after this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I forgot. You know, actually, I never even watched Neo Yokio. I never watched Neo Yokio either. I was like, when I maybe when we I should. saw Neo Yokio was out, I was like, dang, to be Will Smith's son, you can just do anything. Yeah, I was a you little mad because I was like, I felt like you know, I was like that could be us. Yeah, you know, I was like that could be us, and he's squandering the chance to make a weird show because mm-hmm. he doesn't know what he's doing. But we want to make a weird show, and we know what we're doing. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, maybe uh, maybe someday in twenty years, some kids will be like, "Yeah, uh, censored uh, Corey and Kingsley project is half baked." <laughs> yeah, you know what? They'd be right, but they'd be wrong to critique us because we're black. Anyway, that's all. <laughs> that's all for today. Folks. Um, Corey, where can people find you on social media? Oh my goodness. Uh you know, they can find me, you know, transporting this magical child uh across state lines. <laughs> but, you know, and getting attacked by Catholic priests, but also at Corey World Peace. Well back we're sorry. I was thinking about one thing you just said. I'm still lost in the sauce. Kingsley, where can they find you? Uh you know, they can find me at at a at a local bar drinking just <laughs> sake straight out of a cup with nothing else. Um and and then driving a boat later. Or at yeah. benevolent underscore king on Instagram. Uh and you can find both of us at Time Skip Podcast and you know, leave us a leave us a little nice note. Say nice things to us nice so note. we can make more black podcasts later. Yes. Uh, also, I'm dropping this on Kingsley now. I want to hire a social media um, uh, producer, intern, person. Dude, I don't have uh, any. I, wanna... I don't have any money. <laughs> Please. I don't have no, any no, money. No, we're going <laughs> to. You should see the look on Kingsley's face. He, he, he is sweating. I, I, I'm broke. I cannot <laughs> afford this. Listen, DM us. I want to hire you to make snarky posts and to do engagement. Dude, I'm so... Uh, I, I'm telling you now, I cannot afford to pay this person. I, I, can't, I don't want to be on the bad website anymore. It causes me psychic trauma every time I log on to Twitter. Uh, DM us. 
we'll we'll figure something out. All right. <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> see, see, you, see you post time skip. Bye. <laughs> With my broke ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. You went full uncle status. You, you're like, you, you're like, who paid for that? <laughs> I ain't paid for that. <laughs>